Man, it is so good to be with you all tonight. Please take your seats. I am, I'm like, really, I, I'm just gonna say I'm excited. I don't know if I'm a bit nervous, but I'm really excited to speak tonight. Um, I love that we get to come together as a body of believers. And every single time that I'm at church on a Sunday, I try to take a moment and I try to breathe in the appreciation of what it is to be in the house. Because a little while ago, if you might've forgotten, we actually were in a time where we couldn't gather as the church in the physical house. And I'm so, so grateful that we get to be here tonight together as a body of believers to lean into a new series together. We're gonna be diving into a new series called Presence and Power. And I'm very, very excited for it. Tonight, before I get into a bit of my message, I kind of just felt um, just to take a moment and actually just kind of share a little bit of my testimony um, about how the presence and power of God impacted me in my life. Because um, I haven't told my testimony in quite a hot minute really at church. And uh, sometimes when you can meet someone who's in a position of a pastor or someone who is a Christian, sometimes you can forget that there is actually an amazing work that God did in their life once. And um, and is doing continually, amen. But um, what my story is, is um, when I was 16 years old, I actually came into the youth ministry. Back then it was called Amplified and now it's called Empire. Um, and I was, yeah, the youth ministry, come on somebody. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was 16 years old um, and I came into the youth ministry. I was invited from a friend. And at that point in my life, I did not have any connection to the Lord. I was not a Christian. My household growing up was not Christian. Um, there were many things in my childhood that were not great um, that kind of happened. And I had this really distorted view of identity, um, distorted view of purpose. And I remember this moment when I was just like 16 years old and I came into this house, this amazing church that we get to call home base. And um, I came in here and I remember it was just, Back then, it did not look like this, to be honest. It was wild. It was it was completely different building and it's so good to see where we're at now. But um, I remember coming in here and I remember the night vividly because uh, we played a game, which is pretty cracker because I, we won't do it these days, I promise. Um, we had these bungee cords and we tied them to metal poles and you tied them around the waist of the teenager and they had to run uh, to try to like grab a ball. I'm not even kidding. I'm okay, it's all good, but... This bungee cord snapped off and went straight across the side of my face. I remember going home and mum was like, what happened? And I was like, nothing, it's all good. Didn't wanna tell her what had happened. I was scared she wasn't gonna let me come back. But nonetheless, that night, not only did I just, I don't even know if I won the game, I hope I did. I feel like I, I, feel like I did. It, I did, I did. I was the most committed, so I won. But what happened um, was that night, I remember our youth pastor at the time, Pastor Luke Nusifora, uh, preached a message on Jeremiah 29, 11 about the fact that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And that was the night when the power and the presence of God impacted me. 16 years old, 10 years to this year. I've been here one decade of my life. And I just think about the fact that when I was 16 years old, I had no idea about how amazing God was, about how much the presence and power of God wanted to impact my life in such a significant way significant way. And I say that tonight to encourage you. Maybe you do not fully know yet the power and the presence of God. Maybe you do not know the plans that He has for you. I wanna encourage you so strongly. God is so for you and He is so with you. His plan for your life is bigger than you can imagine right now in this season. And I wanna let you know if you do not know Lord, if you do not know God as your Lord and Saviour, I wanna let you know that Jesus loves you. And tonight at the end of this message, there'll be a moment for you to make that decision. But uh, tonight as I get into this word, presence and power, 
We're gonna be looking at the life of Moses. Specifically, the title of this message is called Moving Like Moses. Moving Like Moses. I encourage you, turn to the neighbour beside you or someone behind you and say, I am moving like Moses. And turn to the person that you ignored and say, I hope you are too. So what we're doing, church, is over this series, obviously we wanna look at God's power and moving in God's power. You know, we as God's people, we have the power and the presence of God with us and for us wherever we go. We have become new creations in Christ Jesus through our salvation. Now the Spirit of God lives in us every single day. And I just wanna encourage you so strongly, this series is about us understanding more about the supernatural power of God and how He wants to impact your natural life every day in every moment, whenever and wherever you are. So it's gonna be a great series and I encourage you, do not miss a Sunday. We are um, obviously just human beings, right? Living in this life with many things going on around us. But I don't know about you, but I do not wanna be a human that just knows of God but I wanna be someone who knows God, to know His power in our lives personally. People who tap into the power and presence of God every day. In our jobs, when we're with our families, when we're with our friends, in our universities, in our schools, everywhere that we are. To know God and to truly know His voice and His power. As we look into Moses, we're gonna start off tonight by reading scriptures out of uh, Exodus 3. And um, we're gonna read this scripture and then I'm gonna refer to it a little bit later on, but uh, it's gonna come on the big Bible on the screen. It's Exodus 3 and we're gonna start from verse two. It says this, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flames of a fire within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why this bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush saying, Moses, Moses. Moses said, here I am. After this, a few verses down, we're gonna read from verse 10. We find that God is actually calling Moses to be someone who does a really great thing, someone who does a really big thing. God actually calls Moses to be the person that leads the people of Israel out of Egypt. Verse 10, it says, So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God said, I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go and the Israelites say to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me. And they say, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. I feel like God was having a moment with Moses. He was like, I am who I am. And this is what you are to say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. Now this would have been a moment in Moses' life that he would not have forgotten. And I love how in this moment, church, even though there was a moment of uncertainty in Moses' life, when he was maybe a little bit nervous or fearful, the presence and the power of God was with him. God assured him that he was gonna be with Moses. We're gonna refer back to the Scripture a little bit later. But right now, what I wanna do is I wanna look a bit more into the life of Moses, into some of the really amazing and a little bit wild things that Moses actually did. So Moses did end up leading the Israelite people out of Egypt, which is an amazing thing. He led the nation of Israel. Moses went up to Mount Sinai and received the Ten Commandments, right? An amazing thing. 
Moses also was told to do some pretty wild stuff. He sprinkled like holy blood onto God's people to cover them. Moses wrote a lot of Scripture. He did a lot of cool and amazing and a little bit weird things um, that we actually don't get to do ourselves today, church. And I wanna take note of that. Moses did like amazing, cool, awesome things. So many things that we actually don't get to do ourselves. You know, we do not personally get to lead the nation of Israel. If you do, holler at me, because that is like some serious stuff going on there. We don't get to go up to the Mount Sinai and receive the 10 commandments that have actually already been received. We definitely do not get to be the people running around sprinkling holy blood onto other people, because what in the heck. We also do not get to write our own scripture even though that's what the world would like to do so often, making their own truth. We do not get to do these things, but there are some very specific things that we do get to do that Moses did. One of the main ones is that we get to move like Moses in the way that he moved in supernatural, in miracles, in healings. And according to the Bible, because Moses was able to do this, we have been empowered by God to do the same thing. And I gotta be honest, that has to be one of the most exciting things about our lives as Christians. That we have been empowered by the Word of God and by Scripture to be able to move in the supernatural miracles and healings, just like Moses. It's gotta be one of the most exciting things that we have been authorised and empowered to perform miracles and healings wherever we are. We're gonna look at some miracles that actually happened in Moses' life. And I could list hundreds of things that Moses did that were actually very specific to his point in history and his time in life. And the truth is that we're not called to do the exact same things as Moses. We're called to do things like Moses. We're not called to do the exact same things that Moses did, right? Like we are not called to be able to lead God's people all the way from like Egypt to Jericho because hopefully, right, they're not just waiting there anymore. We are currently here. You know, obviously... The truth is it did take like 40 years longer than it needed to, but it did happen at the end, all right? But what Moses did in terms of miracles and healing of the sick, that is something different, church, because we do have direct statements from Jesus in Matthew 10 verse one, that Jesus called the 12 disciples to Him and gave Him authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. So tonight, what we're gonna do, church, is we're gonna look at the power of God and how the power of God moved in the life of Moses. So the first thing I wanna dive in tonight that we can see from Moses' life is that miracles were a demonstration of God's power and authority. Miracles are demonstration, God's power and authority. We're gonna read in Exodus 7, verses 14 to 17. Don't worry, it'll be on the big Bible. And it says this, Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is unyielding and he refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes out of the river and confront him on the bank of the Nile and take in your half hand the staff that was changed into a snake. Then say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has sent me to you. Let my people go so that they may worship me in the wilderness. But until now you have not listened. And this is what the Lord says, by this you will know that I am the Lord. With the staff that is in my hand, I will strike the water of the Nile and it will change into blood. Now church, from what I get from this scripture is that the purpose of this miracle was so that Pharaoh and so that we could see, like it says in verse 17, that by this miracle, you will know that I am the Lord. 
that by this miracle that is demonstrated, you will know that the Lord has authority over the physical. That by this miracle, you will know that the Lord is in control. A demonstration of God's power and authority. And this is something that I believe that Moses was really able to lean into because of what he overcame in the earliest Scripture from Exodus 3. Moses had some doubts, some fears that he was gonna go and talk to the people, the Israelites, and they were gonna kind of doubt him. But the truth is that because of what Moses already overcame, he was able to stand in the power and authority of God. Therefore, he was able to lead and rise out of that place of power and authority. Moses went up to Pharaoh and he spoke truth and he stood firm. From a place where he was once scared to a place where he was now in faith because of what he overcame. We are called to know the power and authority of God so we can stand strong. We can stand firm. I believe the Lord is calling us to be His people who know His power so that we can show His power, church. The world around us needs the power of God. It needs the presence of the Lord. We are called to know His power so that we can show His power to the world around us. For us to be people who demonstrate the Lord's authority, not wavering in faith in our workplaces because we know God is for us and with us not wavering in our beliefs or our character when we're challenged because we know that God is for us and that He is with us. The Lord is calling us, church, to be people who are confident in the power and presence of God whenever and wherever we are. God is for you and He is with you no matter what room you may be in. No matter what circumstance you might find yourself in, He is for you and with you. So with that, the first thing we see from the life of Moses is that miracles are a demonstration of God's power and authority. The second point tonight about how to move like Moses is that we see that healing was an expression of God's loving character. Healing is a demonstration of how much God loves His people. That healing is a demonstration that God would do whatever is needed to be able to see you be fully restored and healed of God's loving character. We read in the Bible from Exodus 15, verses 22 to 26, it says this, Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of Shur. They travelled in this desert for three days without finding any water. When they came to an oasis called Marah, the water was too bitter to drink, so they, played the, they called the place Marah, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink? They demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. So Moses threw it into the water and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following degree as a standard to test their faithfulness to Him. He said, If you will listen carefully to my voice, to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in His sight, obeying His commands and keeping all His degrees, then I will make sure you do not suffer from any of the diseases that I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. For I am the Lord who heals you. Through Moses' life, we see healing as an expression of the loving character of God. That He restored the water so that they could drink it and be refreshed. He is the Lord who heals you. The Lord who refreshes your soul. That He is the Lord that can restore 
Church, I encourage you tonight, if you are sick, if you are injured, if you have any physical need, or maybe you just wanna minister to people that do, there is some good news in the house of God tonight because it is in God's very character and nature to heal. It might be November of 2022, and maybe in January you were revved up and ready to go for the Lord. But maybe in November you found yourself in this place where maybe you're a little bit less excited. Maybe you're a bit more tired. I wanna encourage you so strongly that it was the same God back then as He is now. That the same power and presence of God wants to impact your life right here and right now, church. He is a good, good God. We see the healing expression of a character of God that He is so loving. That He would restore the water so they could be refreshed. Church, see these people in this story, they followed God. They followed their leader and after three days without any water, they thought that they had finally found an oasis. They thought they finally found some fresh water. They were like, yes, this is it. But then when they drank it, it was actually bitter. It was undrinkable. They called it a bitter place. And church, as we talk about the presence and power of God, something that I wanna talk about as we launch into this series is a bit of a question and a bit of a challenge. The question tonight that I wanna pose to you is, are you a bitter place right now? See, maybe like these people, you've been following God for a lot of this year, but however, you found yourself right now in a place of Mara, a place where you're like, I am a little bit bitter. You find yourself in a place that you didn't think you would be. When we look at the Scripture, we see what the people did in this moment. The people just complained. It says that the people started complaining to Moses and they were just pretty much upset with him. But how good is it that even in the midst of whatever was going on in their hearts and their lives, God still forgave them. That God then healed the water so that they could drink it and they could be refreshed. God then goes on to say, this isn't just a one-time miracle that He wants to do. He doesn't just wanna refresh and fill the people now because this one time they're really, really thirsty and they need it. It's actually a moment of God reminding them that He is a miracle worker every single day. That they didn't need to wait to a place where they were absolutely parched and absolutely dying for it to get refreshed. Every single day, the Lord wants to pour out refreshing and blessing upon your life. Refreshing and blessing. I think that in these moments, we should be like Moses was. Moses had ups and downs, church. He had many things that happened. But in these moments, Moses went to the Lord and he spoke about his fears and his doubts and his uncertainties. I wanna encourage us as we dive into a series of presence in power, that the Lord is looking to move in your life. That God wants to use you to do amazing things in the world that is around you. But I encourage us to be like Moses to make sure that our relationship with God is something that we prioritise in our life, something that we put as something that we pursue and that we feed into to keep it healthy and refreshing. I love that Moses took time to go to the Lord and talk about his fears, to talk about anything that was going on in his life. He didn't just talk about certain things, but he spoke to God about them. I encourage you, church, would you invite God into all that is going on in your life? Because as we talk about the power and presence of God, it's amazing to talk about what God wants to do, but it's so important for you to know that God wants to restore you. God wants to heal you. God wants to be able to replenish and refresh you tonight, church. And that is what my hope for this sermon has been. 
that we would move like Moses in knowing that God, yes, wants to impact the city, but right now, would we do some business with God? Would we talk to God? Would we refresh our hearts and our souls? He is such a good God who desires His people, you and I, to encounter His presence daily. And church, as we dive deeper into this series of presence and power, church, I encourage you, would you allow God to do all that He wants to do? Would you allow Him to do a deep work within us as we impact our city? As we show and demonstrate the power and presence of God, would you allow that same power and presence of God to impact your heart afresh and anew in November of 2022? Would we allow this to be a series in a month where we are better off and refreshed more than ever because what God has done in our own lives. 